This is Discover Your Dog, the show that demystifies your dog's behavior so you can get the very best results from your dog training. This show is brought to you by FamilyDogFusion.com. For professional advice, dog training tips, ebooks, and a video to teach your dog how to walk on a leash, go to FamilyDogFusion.com and sign up for your free membership today. After last show, yes, that really long one, I realized I had not specifically talked about my 10 to 1 rule in a long time, almost five years now. Wow, I keep realizing how long I've been doing this, and I still only have three dog-loving listeners to show for it. Jeez, I think I need to go on the road. We would love for you to join our community of dog lovers. Log on to Facebook and search for our business page, Family Dog Fusion. There you will get updates as to what's going on with our dog-loving family and friends from all over the world. See events, our travels, or just information that you may need about the podcast, our book, or the new products we'll be releasing. That's Family Dog Fusion on Facebook. See you there. This is Discover Your Dog, the show that makes rules that you don't want to hear. I am Benny Copeland, trainer of people, behaviorist to the dogs, and just like you, the listener, I don't want any more rules either, especially in 2020. It's getting close to the end of the year, though. Maybe 2021 will be different? Hmm, Who knows? Toward the end of last week, I talked about my 10 to 1 ratio of on-leash to off-leash training. It is a ratio I came up with throughout my training and learning process. Not sure when I started talking about the off-leash training rules, but the 10 to 1 rule was my very first rule that I came up with when I'm teaching clients to train their dogs. And this rule states, for every one time you correct your dog for anything, you must praise your dog 10 times for doing the thing you want in that situation. Until you have reached a ratio of 10 to 1, praise to correction, in your dog's life for a specific action, she will always be willing to test that boundary. And this could take a lifetime, so be patient and consistent. Now, this is how it is stated in my book, Family Dog Fusion. And by the way, there's still time to buy a copy on Amazon.com and get it before Christmas. So why 10 to 1? I will tell you right after this. Do you love what you hear in all of these podcasts? Does what Benny say just make sense to you? Well, if you want a more in-depth understanding of what it means when we say demystify your dog's behavior, then you need to go to amazon.com and get Benny's book, Family Dog Fusion. Yes, we named the book after the website because we wanted things to be simple to remember. And most of all, we really want to fuse your dog into your family. In these few pages, Benny has decoded dog behavior. He's found a way to make what he has learned over the past 20 years of his life make sense when it comes to communicating with your dog. Also, the great thing about this book is you can mark up the pages highlight the important stuff, bend the heck out of the spine even if you want to. It 
it's yours. So we suggest to do all those things and then give it away and buy a new book when that happens. Family Dog Fusion on Amazon.com. Get your copy today. The example I use when talking to a potentially new client is how I train Molly to stay off the couch. Molly was solid black and shedded all year long. She was 75 pounds as well. My furniture at the time was a white creamy color so she could just actually walk by and I saw the hairs off jump off her onto the couch. So I worked with her for a long time and one day I had her on a leash in the house and my nephew was visiting. Now he was 10 years old at the time so I asked him if he would run and jump on the couch. Well before I could even finish that sentence he had leapt over us onto the couch. I mean he was 10. Molly did love Cody, so she jumped right up there with him. Now, as soon as she jumped up and hit the couch, I pulled back on the leash and said no at the same time. Now, no means stop doing what you're doing and pay attention to me. Now, because she hit the end of the leash at the same time I pulled it, she had spun around, landed on the floor, and was looking at me. Gave her a couple seconds to process the correction, and then we went on about our business. After a while, I did it again. Again, Cody ran and jumped on the couch, and Molly went right up after him. Again, I pulled the leash and said no, just as she hit the end of the leash on the couch. Again, she spun around, hit the floor, and was looking at me. She stopped doing what she was doing and was now paying attention to me. So again, I stood there for a few seconds, and then we went on about our business. A few minutes later, I asked Cody to do it again. Now, this time, when Cody leapt over us and Molly ran up to the couch, she stopped right at the edge and turned and looked at me. She made the choice to stay on the floor. So Cody and I got down on the floor with her and gave her loving, pleasing, positive attention. We loved on her so that she would know that she made the choice that we wanted. Now, there's so much more that went on in this moment that I rarely ever talk to with a potential client. I don't have the time and they have no experience communicating with a dog correctly, so some of this stuff wouldn't make sense. I am going to talk about a few of those things that I normally wouldn't tell a client. Repetition is very important, and we will go into that later. But with this being only three temptations, it just wasn't nearly enough to get a dog to learn what you want. And many people quit at this point. They think that because their dog did this one thing one time, on the third try no less, that they have the smartest dog in the world, And they stop training right then and still expect their dog to make that same choice every time. Remember what I say, anything you do once or twice does not create a habit. Also, when Molly made that choice the third time to stay on the floor when Cody was on the couch, she looked to me to make sure that that's what I wanted her to do. It did take two corrections to get her to understand that jumping on the couch was the thing that I did not want her to do, and yet she wanted to make sure she was making the right decision. So I had to get down to love on her in that moment, or she would not know what to do on the next temptation. 
positive, pleasing, loving attention. And the moment your dog makes the choice that you want is the definition of praise in the way that I teach human dog communication. Now, here's the kicker. Like I said earlier, when most people get that reaction or choice the first time, they think their dog has learned that behavior that they want. And if it happens after two or three times, they rejoice and then stop working with their dog. Of course, a day or two later, their dog is right back on the couch because they just did not do it enough. That repetition I talked about earlier. But here's the other side of that, and the main reason I came up with this 10 to 1 rule. The reason Molly chose to stay on the floor that third time was out of fear. Yes, she was afraid of what I was going to do to her, so she chose to stay on the floor. Yes, that look that she gave me was more anxious and fearful. Yet, when I got down and gave her love for staying on the floor, she now was starting to learn the process of understanding what I want her to do. She's just starting. This is why you have to praise your dog 10 times more than you ever correct your dog. Most people live and work out of that corrective mentality. Make the correction. Change the behavior once or punish for doing wrong, and the dog, or human for that matter, will make the right choice the next time. Now, in human terms, this is logical, because humans can analyze and decide whether or not to change their behavior. I mean, I said it was logical, not practical. You know that doesn't always work, because our prisons are full of people who refuse to change their behavior even though they've been punished. For a dog to learn, they have to be given positive, pleasing, and loving attention in the moment they make good decisions. They are reactive, and most dogs want to please you. This is also an unnatural human trait. If you think of it in those terms... For every one correction, you need to praise your dog 10 times for making the right decision. Then, in my example, you would have to put your dog into that situation or temptation 19 more times. Yes, 20 times for the two corrections, 10 to 1, less the one praise you got. So, 19 more times. Now, most people get a little stressed about these numbers. I mean, think about it. If you had to correct your dog 8 out of 10 temptations, you're now looking at another 78 temptations or 78 times that you have to put your dog in that situation just to break even. But that's not really the point of this rule. I used to think that it was because I'm a nerd. And when it comes to numbers, I do nerd things. I make checkoff lists. I mark it on the calendar. By the way, I did a whole show almost five years ago about just that, how to mark it on your calendar. And it's only available on the website, familydogfusion.com, because it's been, I think we took the last or the first 50 shows and they're only available on the website and it's early on. But it is, it's about making the calendar and I think there's even a link to a video. Now, the point is, through all this, 
that you are seeing your dog make the decisions that you want in every given situation. And be sure just to work on one thing at a time, because if you try to do four or five different things at once, you're only going to confuse your dog and confuse yourself. It's going to get very frustrating. So if it's jumping up, work on that. If it's getting on the couch or the furniture, work on that. If it's barking, work on that until you have success in those things. And I've got many podcasts about how to do the homework and work on those things as well. I also think that this is one of the hardest concepts to teach. I mean, we're not a society of looking for what we want. We are a society of correcting fixing, or changing things. And by putting your dog into circumstances where she can make decisions, correcting the choices you don't want, and praising for the choices you do want 10 times more often, you have to see when your dog has made those good choices. And now you are on your way to having a dog that will always make the choices you love because you see and reward those choices when she makes them. So in summary, today we discussed my very first rule in dog training. You have to praise your dog 10 times more than you ever correct your dog. 10 for one correction. You discovered the rule is not about the numbers. It's about learning to see your dog make good choices and then react accordingly. You also learned that this rule and many other rules are in Benny's book, Family Dog Fusion, available on Amazon.com and just in time for Christmas. Well, maybe you didn't learn that, but you do now. Thank you. If you would like to contact us, we have a link on our website, FamilyDogFusion.com. We would love to hear your opinion and we value your feedback. So again, familydogfusion.com. Or if you just want to send us a direct message, you can do that via email. It goes to familydogfusion at gmail.com. Your comments are important to us and help us with future shows. Thank you for listening to our show. If you haven't already, please subscribe to our podcast and share it with your friends and family. Also, go ahead and give us a five-star review because it helps others find our show. And frankly, we just love to read them. This show is produced by Eric Jainer and show notes are created by Carissa Dolan. Thank you to all of the Family Dog Fusion team and our affiliate sponsor, Healthy Paws Pet Insurance. For your free pet insurance quote, go to familydogfusion.com insurance. And go to FamilyDogFusion.com and sign up for your free membership today. Be impeccable with your dog.